coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. It's time for The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio. Now, here's your host, Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Bill Alexander Show with yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and it's so great to have you back on the program. Well, this one is really interesting because we have an individual who was in a program played by another person in a program and she's also a animal medium which is really unique in itself because i don't understand what that is but on the <laughs> other end of the screen right now we have terry j terry how you doing i'm doing great how are you i'm doing real well so the, the first thing i want to get out there is i mentioned you are a medium and you work with animals how right. does that work I started out just wanting to do animal communication. Animal okay. communication led to veterinary intuition. And then it led into what you described as animal mediumship, where you communicate with animals that have passed away, which is really interesting. And then it just spiraled out of control after that. I did uh, medical intuition, remote viewing, map dowsing, intuitive communication. There's pretty much um, nothing in the intuitive realm I won't do, except for predictions and police work. Okay. And why is that? Well, predictions are unethical due to the law of attraction. The law of attraction states what you think about to bring about. And so if ah. I see wonderful things for somebody and I tell them, they might stop working toward that because Terry said it was going to happen. Right. And that if I see sense. something terrible and I tell them, if them yelling no, no, no at it, not wanting mm -hmm. it to happen, will pull it to them. Okay. You know, what we resist persists. So it's and dangerous either way. And why not police work? It's yucky. It's negative. <laughs> if, if you is that the get... official? Is that the official term? It's yucky. Uh, you may quote me. You may quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's awful. And and you have to tune into the perps in order to get right. any information. And you feel like you need to go take a shower in lye water or something. Really? Ugh. Oh yeah. I'm too sensitive. I don't even watch violence on TV. About the most okay. violence I can watch would be like a demolition on a home. That would be the most violence okay. that I can handle. So this program that you are a part of is called Paul T. Goldman. Can you explain to me what this is all about? Well, I did a reading for Paul way back in 2005. He had gotten married and his brand new bride was insisting on having her name put on all of his assets. And so he called me because he was just really confused why she was being so insistent about this. But when I tuned into her, I said, ew, it's like she wants to get paid for sex, but she doesn't want the money on the dresser. She wants your stuff. Right. And so he, he said, that's my wife. I said, I don't care. I said, she isn't who she says she is. And so that sent him off on a journey of discovery to find out really who she was. And when he found out, I don't think he was ready for it. But but it was very interesting. So you are actually in the in part of the story about Paul. Now, the story about Paul is basically his life. Yes. Of of trying to find love and and, yes. and doing this kind of thing. And and how did you? I mean, when they approached you and said, 
Terry, we want you to be in this and we're going to have D Wallace play you. And then we're going to have you react to what she did. Um, that was all very last minute. That happened, okay. I think, last June is when they had me do that. They were here in uh, Carson Valley uh, in 2017 doing a lot of the filming of me. And 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 then Paul was here, too. So they had a lot of interactions of Paul and I together while he was here in Carson Valley. And and um, so I was trying to shoot my lines way back then. And I'm horrible at it. Off the cuff, not a problem. You want right. me to memorize lines and say them? Uh-uh, I can't do it. So when they told me they were going to get um, actors and actresses to play the principal characters in there, except for Paul, I was relieved. I was really relieved. And then when they wanted me to come down and watch someone play me, I thought, okay. And it wasn't until the last minute that I found out it was Dee. And oh, God, they couldn't have picked anybody better. They really couldn't. <laughs> She's incredible. One thing that Dee said is that she had goosebumps because she was able to connect with you. Oh, yeah. Well, and both of us do the same type of work. We don't do it the same way, but we do the same type of work. She does energy healing and readings right. and all that stuff. And so, yeah, like I said, they couldn't have picked anybody better. And it was really interesting to meet her. And we did readings for each other. It was really fun. So is this the first film you've been in? No, that's funny you should ask. But I, in 1986, when I was the director of the Wild Horse Commission for the state of Nevada, I was actually in Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for the Wild Horse Killings. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was brutal. Now, did they have? Did you have to memorize lines for that, or was that all? Off oh the no, cuff? no, nope. We it was just <laughs> interviews off the cuff, so it was not a problem. So I, I've talked to people in the past who really weren't actors to begin with, but they got pushed into it. Has has the bug bitten you that you want to go do this more? The only thing I want is my own show. And and, okay. and I want my own show so that I can help people. There's so many times where I do a reading for somebody. And then the next day I do a very similar reading. And I think, is this it? No, that was yesterday. Wait, because it's the same kind of issues, same kind of problems. So right. I think a lot of people can benefit from the information that I'm able to discern. And a lot of the solutions that I offer, they're very similar because they work. You know, I've been at this over 30 years, so I know what can really help people to heal their lives and heal their animals' lives. And, and I want to share that. Um, a while back, I had the opportunity to speak with John Edwards, who has his had his own TV program in the 80s and 90s doing the same thing. And the, the for some reason, it seemed like the interest disappeared or waned and it stopped. And now you're starting to see it all over again. So do you feel that this type of work that you do is becoming more acceptable again? I, I do. I think there's more interest in it. I think more people are more accepting of it. Um, my work is not woo-woo at all. Their work is very woo-woo. And they say, oh, right. yes, I'm special. And I have gifts. And I just go at that because they don't. <laughs> you know, I, I have three books that teach people how to do this for themselves. Uh -huh. And so if I'm able to teach it, then you're not special. And maybe right. short oh, that's, special. that's true. That's true. Maybe short bus special, but, but not special, <laughs> special. So I love to teach it, you know, and I don't think I'm any, you know, hot so, stuff for doing this. So how do you teach someone? How do you get them to tune into this? There's, I have a seven step process. My first book is the cowgirl shaman way, seven easy steps to develop your intuitive ability. 
And it teaches you step-by-step how to get out of your own way, how to get out of ego, how to not have any preconceived notions. And, And you just go through those seven steps and you get grounded. You have to learn how to do grounding. And, uh, and that makes you more clear and you're off and running. When I do my workshops, it's so fun because the morning is answering questions. They've, I had the book for weeks, right? But the morning is questions in the afternoon. I pair people up and they do readings for each other. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause, yeah. cause the one thing I've noticed too, and I've had, I've had readings done, um, actually this way via screen or via telephone and sometimes I just wonder if they're responding to what I'm saying and they're able to read in t- between the lines, I guess you'd say, and they're really not making any connection whatsoever. Are you able to do it through a screen? I don't like to. It's interesting okay. to bring that up. Um, I would rather connect energetically. My work is completely based in physics, energy, frequency, and vibration. And so I would rather connect um, energetically, even if I go to a, somebody's property to read their horses, I'm going to get 50, 100 feet away and turn my back. Okay. Because I don't want to be looking at the horses while I'm doing the reading. And people are like, aren't you going to go over there and look? No, we'll do that after. When I'm all done, then we'll go say hello and give them cookies. But So, um, yeah. so what made you, I mean, how did you know you had this, uh, this ability? I didn't. Oh my goodness. I've always been involved in horses. I've been a professional horse person my whole life. And in 1990, I was doing a horseback therapy program with disabled kids. And I picked a kid up out of his wheelchair and put him on the back of one of the horses. And he said, um, ouch, I have a cramp in my hip. And I said, you have a cramp. Well, here, sit this way. It'll take the cramp out. And he said, hey, you can hear me. I said, well, of course I can hear you. It didn't dawn on me. He was completely nonverbal. So Interesting. We, yeah. So we did our thing. And um, him and I carried on a conversation the whole time. Of course, I was out loud. He was in his head. Right. And so I took him off the horse, put him in his wheelchair. He went back to class. And the gal that was helping me said, boy, he's sure talking great. I said, well, you know, he's very bright. Just because he has CP doesn't necessarily mean Mm -hmm. he has any cognitive issues. And she looked at me and she said, Terry, he didn't say a word. He can't remember. And I always joked that if I was a horse, I would have done a butt fart snort. Because they, when they're <laughs> when they're spooked, they do all three of those right. things at one time. It's hilarious to watch, really. But anyway, um, I went into the classroom and they put a band around his head with a pointer, and he had touched typed out on his computer, "Horse lady can hear me." So mm. they didn't know my name; they knew I was the horse lady. Right. And um, so I stood there, very aware that I was carrying on a conversation with him. And I was—you could have knocked me over with a feather. But I went back outside and shared what had happened in the classroom. And the gal just said, well, you ought to learn to communicate with the horses. But that's the same thing. And all animals are telepathic, which right. was news to me at the time. And like an idiot, I just said, OK, <laughs> like that's what I'm going to go to. <laughs> and there were so, no books at the time. Seriously, Bill, there were no books on this. You know, maybe one or two books that you could read and study. And so I was so, really starting from scratch. So when people approach you about their animals, what are they looking for you to do? You know, I pretty much do everything, you know, the gambit of them from birth all the way to it's time to euthanize. Um, I help with decisions on euthanasia. Um, I help them, you know, basically find or know that their, their animal that's passed has returned to them in a new physical form. That's really fun. 
And and um, there's a lot of times when when uh, veterinarians really don't know what's wrong with an animal, and I get it, and I'm able to share that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that horses still need to have chiropractic adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not designed by nature to be ridden or carry weight. And so there's a lot of times I tune into performance horses, and they're in agony. You know, they've learned they've started bucking and biting and kicking and rearing and They've just gotten nasty and people think the, the horses are buttheads and, and they're just in pain. Right. So I help them to locate where the problems are and develop a treatment plan for them so they can get a chiropractor, get somebody that does microcurrent therapy. It's called AccuScope and make the horse feel better so that it can perform. So when, when do, are people skeptical of this, that they, they say that this is just, um, hocus pocus, whatever, are they skeptical, but yet you're able to convince them by the success that you've had? I can't even try to convince them. That's, that would, I would be way out of line if I tried to do that. All I do is do my work. And if they choose to accept it, that's fine. If they choose not to, that's fine too. Because otherwise I'm an ego, you know, and ego means easing God out. And, and I wouldn't, I just would never do that. Usually the people that come to me, they're sometimes they're desperate. And it's, I've even had, I had one lady go, I don't believe in this S that you do, but you're my only hope. <laughs> right. And, okay. I get it. Yeah. But, and, and so like that horse had really bad TMJ. It was so bad. He wasn't eating and they were going to euthanize him because they thought mm. he had a virus. He needed a chiropractor for his freaking jaw. That's Oh, wow. He got adjusted and started eating an hour later. So that was a good success story. That is, that is good. I mean, cause I, I, I don't deal with horses. I have, I have dogs and I lost one of my favorite ones this past spring. She did or fall. She developed cancer out of nowhere right? and she was only three years old and it was oh, a, a sad situation and it would have been wonderful. I mean, we had a connection cause she yeah. was always with me. She, we called her shadow cause she was always by my side. And it would have been nice to be able to have that that understanding that you were doing the right thing when we did euthanize her because right. it was very difficult for me to do that. And I understand. It should be. Bill, yeah. it should be difficult. Yeah. Oh, I know. Go, I'm sick of that dog. I'm going to put it down. No, right, right, right. Do that. <laughs> no, that's no. a 15, 15 to 20 year commitment. Trust me. Yes, um, absolutely. Now, the dog comes back. If you get a new puppy, the dog will go into that puppy. If you've really? got other dogs, the dog spirit will go into one of your other dogs or both. There's only one rule when it comes to reincarnation, and that's with God, all things are possible. Seriously. That's the only rule. So you can, put have... 10, you can put 10 spirits in one body, one spirit in 10 bodies. I'll be darned. Yeah. Um, I have I have one right now. It's not my dog. It's my son. But my son is traveling, so the dog's living with me. And it's Australian Shepherd, and it is the most rambunctious thing in the world. They it's are. just over a year, and it's like, I would love to know what the dog's thinking, just so I can understand why he is doing what he's doing. Because we say, oh, he's just a puppy, and so on and so forth. No, but they there get has the zoomies. To, they get the they zoomies. Have to be, That's a working dog. You know, people yeah. don't think about that. That's a working mm-hmm. dog. So, but I, there has to be a rhyme or reason. I mean, it's just trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, you, you just got to give the dog a job. Take it to doggy daycare a couple mm-hmm. of days a week and wear it out. That's why I think that's why they came up with doggy daycare because people's <laughs> schedules are so busy that they don't yeah. have time to just you know get the get the piss and vinegar out of their out of their their dogs. 
So I don't think I've ever heard of that phrase before, piss and vinegar. I like that. I think I'm going to start using that. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're in proper company, you say P and V. <laughs> okay. I like that one too. I never <laughs> thought of that. No, I have two. I have a, um, a, a Dutch shepherd, which is a beautiful all oh, black. They're Love gorgeous. This Gorgeous. And then we have the then we have the pure Australian Shepherd, and they both they both get along, but right. the the Australian just tires out the other one. I mean, it's oh, just goodness, constant yes. movement, and because he's a puppy, he's just just totally way much over. So, are there certain animals that you won't deal with? Haven't haven't found any so far. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of exotics. Um, you know, I really love talking to elephants. They're so incredibly brilliant. Oh my goodness. Um, they're really, really, um, amazing to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I love to even just be in their vicinity so you could feel the rumbles just go right through you when they're talking to each other. Oh, I love it. So good. Um, have you, I, cause the one thing I thought of is like, have you ever talked to a goldfish? Because like yeah. we hear they only have their 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 memory is so short is that you know, true i've talked with fish and like lizards um, uh -huh. um and and most of their concerns are just survival concerns you know okay. is the water clean do they have food right you know, do they have somebody else to you know run around with you know those kinds of things i i talked to a i think it was a salamander one time and it was, it was so weird because he, he told me he was cold, which I thought was really strange, but right. he said he was cold and he didn't know what he was. He did not know what he was. Okay. So I was able to give him the word salamander and I made the recommendation that they got another one because he was like clueless as to what he was. Isn't that amazing? And that would, and that, and that would make sense. That makes all the yeah. sense in the world. Yeah, um, it really does. So when you teach people to do this, are you teaching them to do it with, with humans or are you teaching them to also do it with animals? It's all the same. It doesn't matter if you talk. I mean, here's a, here's a, an example. And I please don't, you know, send me letters about, you know, slamming nonverbal autistic kids. But right. when, when I communicate with autistic kids, they're, they communicate the same way as like a dog would. And it's a, it's a visual image, a taste, a smell, a sound, a feeling. And the feeling's either tactile or pain, or it's an emotion. So they give you those um, sort of pulses of information. And it's exactly the same when you're, when you're talking with a dog or a cat or a horse. So it's pretty much the same thing. So um, when you realize that words don't mean anything to you know, a, a, a nonverbal uh, autistic uh, person, it, it just, it opens all kinds of doors because it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, if I can send them a visual image instead of a word, then you're going to make progress a lot faster. I mean, think about Temple Grandin. She said, um, she was um, born autistic and she's got one or two PhDs. I mean, she's freaking mm -hmm. brilliant. And um, she could communicate with the animals before she could communicate with people. And she just thought that was just perfect, you know, that it wasn't an issue. So when, when we talk about that, and I, and I understand with the, the one child you told me in the beginning, he went in and he was able to to say or at least communicate in a way that everybody else understood, that right. the, the horse lady understood him. But in situations where you don't get a verbal response, are you looking at facial expressions and oh, body no, language? That's why, no, that's, no, no, no. That's why I want to do this over the phone. I mean, I'm, I really okay. want to have my own TV show. 
And I just think, oh, God, I have to do it in person. Well, maybe right. I can turn around or put a bag <laughs> over my head or something. So I'm not looking at anything, you know, because I just really want to feel the energy of it. It's all See, based in physics, energy, frequency, vibration. So how do you tell somebody what this energy feels like? Um, I teach them how to do it and, and they'll okay. get it. And, and I think the biggest thing that people miss when they're trying to learn how to do this communication, say with their dog or their cat, is they, they want to have a conversation like humans do. You know, I talk, you wait, mm -hmm. you talk, I wait. That's a right. conversation, right? Well, with animals, it's over the top. It's should I, oh, what about, oh, do you, oh, <laughs> it's that fast. And so that's why people miss the communication with their okay. animals. Yeah. It's really funny um, too. My mom passed away. I know I'm laughing because she passed away. No, I'm not. Right. Anyway, my mom passed away and we have coffee together every morning at eight o'clock and she will draw my attention to a clock somewhere every morning, eight o'clock without a doubt. It mm -hmm. never fails. We've been doing this since she passed and she's been gone four years, I think four, four years. No, longer than that. But anyway, um, it's so funny because my birthday was just recently and I went, oh, I got to have crab's legs. And it was like, I, I don't like crab's legs. She liked crab's legs. <laughs> so she was sending me the visual, the taste, the, the right. drawn butter to, so that I would go have crab's legs for her. And she she does this, you know, victim thing. Oh, I'm living vicariously through you. And it's like, gotcha. oh, yes. You know, she's not. She's just teasing. But she does that stuff to see if I'm getting it, to see if I'm paying attention to what she's okay. telling me. Have you done a reading with an animal that you realize you may have misinterpreted something and it, it wasn't what they or what you originally thought they were trying to communicate? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But I'm the one thing that I'm that I think I'm pretty good at is getting out of my own way and not having any preconceived notions. Okay. Because that's what gets you in trouble. You know, that's because I've tuned into dog, old dogs, and, and you just tune into them and they, they act like freaking puppies and you're not getting any health issues. And you're thinking, God, this dog should be arthritic and have right. kidney and liver problems and you're getting nothing. And so that stuff happens. But, you know, I'm pretty good at listening to my guides and my guides will scream at me if I'm on the wrong track. They really will. And I'm good at listening to them too, because they, they seldom steer me wrong. So I think that's, you know, part and parcel of this work is tuning into your guides too. Mm -hmm. What you're telling me is fascinating um, because it's like, I would love to be able to do what you do. The books that you've yeah. written, do, yeah. are they, are they get, are they basically instructions on how to do it? Well, it's, it's background. Like this is how I got into it. Wrong place at okay. the wrong time. Okay. So I, you know, I do tell my story about how I got into it. And then like with the book on intuitive communication, you know, we have seven to 9 million people in the U S that can't communicate due mm -hmm. to illness, injury, or disease. That's a lot of people that could use that book. And so that book talks about the different medical conditions. And I'm talking about consciousness, awareness, I go into the, all the medical stuff about it. And then I go, okay, just throw that out the window. There's three levels to pay attention to. Okay. So I make it really simple. And I even had a medical editor on that one to make sure I was doing everything kosher. And then the, the medium book was the one I published last year. It's called the physics of mediumship. 
because I really wanted to take the woo-woo out of it because there's right. so much misinformation. You know, when somebody dies, they shed off all their negativity, right? And that negativity looks like, feels like, and sounds like the deceased, but it's not. It's their garbage. And too many mediums don't have discernment. And they will tune into that negative energy garbage and go, oh, your loved one is stuck and had unfinished business. And, oh, they have regrets and they mm -hmm. haven't crossed over. And no, you're dumpster diving because everybody goes immediately to the other side, immediately. Okay. And, and, and what... so nobody's stuck. Nobody needs help crossing over. I mean, all of that is BS. You know, people ask, what's a ghost? And I go, it depends. Are you talking about the, the perfect essence of who the person was when they were in earthly form that they're just a non-physical being or are you talking about all of that negative energy garbage that can coalesce and congeal and take on substance and and do things like throw things and be a poltergeist mm -hmm. so one is negative energy one is positive energy and it's so easy and simple when you figure that out I mean, I talk to dead people all day. I don't need to go into a haunted house at 4 a.m. to do it, <laughs> right? Well, we're a, a, I live in a house that's 130 years old. And before my wife and I bought it, the the original family lived here from when it was built to when we bought it. So there was oh, always original family. And the last owner of the house, um, she passed away in the house. Oh, okay. And to this, to to this day. Well, to this day, we've been here now 21 years. I think she's still here, but I think she's happy being here. It's very because, possible. Because I occasionally I get I can I can feel something around me uh -huh. and it's not a, a scary feeling or anything else. No. It's very joyful and very present and also sometimes very protective. And it's like I've said this to people and my wife feels the same way. And they look at me and go, you're crazy. And I'm going, no, no. there's someone here. Trust me. Yeah. If in order to clear the negative energy, which everybody should do, right. uh, it's really helpful to burn Epsom salts and Everclear. And I oh, offer clearing instructions to anybody who wants. It's just you have to be very careful because you're sloshing around a flaming liquid. So you need to be very careful. So if but you have any Everclear, Everclear left over, you drink it or no, you just burn no, it? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, you can, but I wouldn't recommend I mean, it. I have a bottle in the other room. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can use it to clear your house. There you go. I didn't yes. know that. Just get some Epsom salts. And and when you do that, the, the crystals attract the negative energy. And then the the um, Everclear acts as a catalyst, to, you know, once you light it to send the negativity to the ethers. So it's very oh, clear. Very clearing. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good thing to do. Better than saving. So to get the full effect of what you're teaching, you literally have to do it in person. No, no. I've had people get my book and, and then say, can I sign up for, you know, for a training? Right. And, and I'll say, well, what do you need help with? And they'll tell me to go, you don't need training. Just, just book a half hour and, and, and I'll, I'll help you, you know, just a half hour reading or an hour reading. And, and, then, and then I just work with them that way. So um, I used to do the training sessions all the time before COVID hit. And uh, I just haven't gotten back into doing it. Okay. too busy doing readings. But I love to teach it to people because it, it, it takes the woo-woo out of it. It makes it so simple. It's based in science. Right. I mean, it couldn't be any easier, really. I, I am just fascinated because, like I said, I've talked to people in the past, and they make it sound so mystical that 
that that only certain people can do it. Now talking to you, it's like anybody can do it. They just have to have a willingness to do it. Right. But you know, we have to remember, Bill, fear sells. Okay. Fear sells. Okay. Our politicians do it. You know, government officials do it. Religious leaders do it. Fear sells. So when we, and, and we only have two choices, we're going to live in love or live in fear. Those are the only two choices we have. All the negative emotions are fear-based. All the positive emotions are love-based. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to choose love every time. Oh, and, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so um, when people feel that they have to make themselves, you know, more mystical or more woo-woo. I mean, <laughs> my publisher and I went around because I wanted the subtitle of my medium book to be, you know, it's it's the the physics of mediumship, but I wanted the subtitle to be cut the woo-woo crap. That's what I wanted <laughs> for the subtitle. He said, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but after a while and really reading it and studying it and going mm-hmm. through it, he went, you're right. We really need it. And I said, no, not on the cover. You can do right. it on the inside. So he did. He put it on the inside. On the cover. inside. Yeah, no. he's so cute. So, so Terry, it's been a joy really to talk to you tonight. I'm, I'm so glad you were able to join me. Yeah, thank um, you so much. I'm sorry about the hiccup. But oh, it, not a problem. Not they a problem. Happen. So um, you're in this program that's uh, that is on Apple TV. No, it's, and... on, it's on Peacock. Or on Peacock. I'm sorry. I was yeah, looking at something Peacock. else. Okay, Peacock. And have, have people that you know watch it, like friends of yours watch it, have they said anything to you about it? Nope, not a word. Just my some of my clients have seen it and they went, I don't like the ending. And I go, well, you know, <laughs> some of it's made up. You have oh, to is it really for yourself Okay, what parts are true and what parts aren't. So I had a, I actually had a client sign up for a reading and then he canceled it because he, he, and he wrote, I've seen enough. And I went, oh, he watched the last episode. <laughs> so, I, so he canceled his reading. And I'm like, boo-hoo, bye-bye. <laughs> you know, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Because yeah, right, I, right. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting when that happened tonight. I started laughing. I busted up laughing when he was canceling because of what he saw in the last episode. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. You well, know. that tells me that when I do watch it, I can't go to the last episode first, like I do on some programs. So. No, don't do that. I'm a lot in the third. I'm I'm tons in the third, and that's where I watch D play me. And oh, she's so cute. She did such a good job. <laughs> no, she really well, did. I I think it's kind of cool that you can say the mother and ET played you. I mean, really, that's I know. <laughs> I know, and now we're friends. I mean, she's yes. really helped me a lot. That's cool. I that know. really is. That really yeah. is. Yeah. Well, Dee, can you tell my audience how they can get Terry. in touch with you and how they fi- can find you? It's my website is the best way. It's it's just my name, T-E-R-R-I-J-A-Y.com. And be sure to check out the um the press kit. There's lots of videos and other podcasts that I've done and some my my sizzle reel, my um um my trailer, all that stuff is on there. So you can, you know, really see mm-hmm. how I work and, and what it looks like and everything. So I'm just really excited. I made a really good connection tonight. So I might be on my way. We'll see. Well, well, again, Terry, thank you very much. It was really a pleasure. And I'd love to have you back on the program again. Anytime. I'm going to, I'm going to grab a book. I'm going to read it and I'm going to see if I can do it. And then I'll have you back on to tell me, um, so we can talk about it. So, Oh, I'd love to. That sounds like so much fun. Cause you know, when people, 
get out of their own way and get out of ego and everything. And then they start doing it. It's like, they don't trust it because like, I got that too fast. That's the stuff you want to trust is the stuff that you get really fast. So it's pretty cool. So again, Terry, thank you very much. It was a real pleasure. Uh, Good luck with everything. And like I said, maybe you'll become a TV star or a movie star now with all this. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) That or get your own program. I think you doing your own program would be kind of interesting too. Well, I'm a manifesting some bitch. So I'm really going to work hard at manifesting it i almost said something else but well hey uh terry you have a great night and thank you very much i really appreciate it it was really great working with you Uh bye-bye bye-bye hey a big thank you goes out to terry j what a blast that was to talk to her this evening about her appearance in the uh program on peacock called paul t goldman again that was quite enjoyable to be able to talk to her about that and her interaction with d wallace who actually plays her in the program and then we also talked to her about her medium and her communication with animals that is great and i think if everybody can do it that's something we probably should look into and again if you want to find out more information about terry j all you have to do is go to her website which is terry j t-e-r-r-i-j-a-y.com guys you have a great night we'll talk to you next time here on the bill alexander show Thank you for listening to The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a million-dollar baby production. For more information, go to thebillalexandershow.com.